podcast this week kyle is uh mid travel to seminole for the coast flw series event down there and uh what we've got is just an interview well not just but an interview with tim frederick for you uh we'll talk a little bit of harris a little bit of seminole a little bit about tim's career um as far as what else is going on in flw land you know we've got uh we've got the day five series up with mark rose from uh Lake Travis, so you can see how he caught his fish, uh, learn a little bit more about that. Um, obviously, this week is the Costa FLW Series on Seminole. Next week, we're all headed down to Harris for the third stop of the FLW Tour. Um, that should be a blast. I'm really excited to see how the pros pick all ten of those lakes apart. Um, but anyhow, the uh, place to uh, follow along with all that is, of course, FLWFishing.com plus our wonderful exciting electric social media channels that said thanks for listening here's tim frederick and now we're joined by tim frederick uh not an flw tour rookie anymore um working on a second year on tour now and uh, we're headed to tim's home lake or well lakes i guess the harris chain for stop number three uh tim how's it going uh, it's going pretty good up here practicing at Seminole right now for this Costa tournament. One, you know, one tournament at a time. But uh, I'm really looking forward to getting back home and fishing the tour event on the Harris Chain. You know, it's uh, it's been it's had a lot of big tournaments on it lately, but it's producing, and uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a fun event for everybody. Yeah. So we we don't I I won't say we don't often go to Florida this late in the season. But it's a little bit unusual. You know, normally it seems like the tour goes to Florida more in January and February than in March. Um, yeah, and you're right. And I think uh, I think it's going to be actually a little better, though, even though it may not be, you know, full-fledged spawn. But when you're when you're in March, you've you got a least likely shot of hit by a cold front, you know. And, and January and February is usually nothing but cold front. It so a lot you- of the fish that... Go ahead. Oh no, you go go right ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say a lot of the a lot of the fish that we're gonna be fishing for is it's mostly gonna be post spawn fish. So they're gonna they're gonna be hungry, you know. They pull off the bed and they kind of take a few days to recoup and then they eat. So I think, uh, like I said, I think people will be able to catch them quite a few different ways, and and that's gonna be good for the show. I think it's gonna be a good turnout. Well, I'm a. I'm looking forward to it, not only because it might not be cold, which is always a good thing, but it seems to me that Harris kind of, and that whole chain is a really interesting place to have a tournament, because I think for us, there's 10 total lakes you can fish, and I was down there, and I fished that bass open this spring, as or this winter, as a co-angler, and right. those lakes are all, they're not really like Okeechobee or Toho, they're they're a little bit different they they just don't look like a regular florida lake to me not that they aren't definitely still in florida but they're just a little odd which is kind of interesting yeah i I think and a lot of that is is because we have so many residents that live on the the chain of lakes itself whether you're in a canal or on the main body of water 
I think the you know for years everybody you know they wouldn't ever let none of the grass the hydrilla grow and, and the different species of plants because if you know if they got it on their motor they'd be calling in and they'd come spray it and I think it's changing though I think they've let it go so long this time that they couldn't you know control it all as good but the fishing has gotten 10 times better than the, you know Harris Chain's got a history as you probably know that not not so good you know we've had we've had our ups and downs for sure but i think i think it's going to be all up now because they're letting the right aquatic vegetation grow and it gives gives the full you know place for the fry and the young bass to to hide so the survival rate is a whole lot better where before there was nothing for them to hide in so they they were consumed by other fish almost instantly all right how about you know you say you think we're going to see a lot of post-spawn fish. What does that mean for patterns, do you think? Like, are there going to be guys, you know, I know it, that open got won by a guy fishing, like, almost offshore with a crankbait some, and, like, there's a lot of, there's shell beds and stuff like that in those lakes. Is that going to be a, a, a pattern, or do you feel like it's going to be more grass-based still? What's your What's your feel on it, anyhow? I feel like, you know, without giving too much, I feel like there's going to be fish in all stages. I feel like some of them will already migrate to their summertime pattern. Let's say the fish that spawned last month. So your shell bars and your your points will have fish on them. However, there's going to be a bunch of fish in the grass as well. And I'm not talking about just the hydrilla. I'm talking about even the Kissimmee grass that goes around every one of the, You've seen the lakes. Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing. They all kind of look the same, you know. Yeah, right. And and you just got to find the the right stretch. There's going to be plenty of forage in it because should be some shad spawning right now, and and that's going to set up good for the guys that have a horrible practice that just get on the bank and fish. So I I really feel like, uh, yeah, I may have more knowledge of that lake than for sure than anybody fishing it. But that's that's kind of a double-edged sword because I get so caught up in my patterns that I fished for the years, and someone new comes in and fishes totally different, and uh, something that we haven't seen, and we'll we'll whack them. I uh, it's uh, I I'm you. a little leery about it to be honest <laughs> with you, you know, because that's a you know, there's a lot of pressure being sponsored by Lake County. I'm gonna have a lot of eyes on me, and, and believe me, I welcome it, and I really hope to I hope to shine in this event, but. If I don't uh, at least have a good showing, you know, that's trying to get back up in the points. And it's, it's it's tough out here, as you know. You go to a lot of these lakes you don't you don't really know, haven't spent any time on. Now I finally get one that I'm very familiar with, so hopefully it'll work out good. No, I, I, I hope so, too, because uh, you've been kind of, you've been toiling away on the tour for a little while now, and you've had some decent tournaments but this seems like a prime time to go ahead and really have a great one um agreed agreed uh, you know i'm a one hit wonder i'll have a good tournament i'll have a good day one day and then the next day it just falls apart so if i can ever put four days in a row and this is the one i probably can so i'm i'm, I'm really i'm really excited about it the the other big thing with this fishery is that the uh we've got i guess it's 10 lakes, really a little bit like nine, because Little Lake Harris and Big Lake Harris are kind of the same thing. 
Um, mm-hmm. I know for that open, like 50-something guys, I think, made the run all the way into Lake Griffin, which was, you know, a long way away. I mean, that's like an hour plus or that's thereabouts correct. to get there from Harris, even though it's like two minutes by car. Um, <laughs> how how much do you think all these other lakes are going to play a factor, even though some of them it takes a while to get through because there's a lot of idling that has to happen? Oh, I, I definitely think it's going to play a big factor. Um, you know, it's, we, we kind of spoke on it earlier. You know, it's kind of a, a high-risk, high-reward type situation. And some of the guys, and myself included, I, I don't, I can't tell you where I'm going to fish yet because I don't know until I get there and, and look around. But late, as you know, Lake Griffin, during during the Open, there was way more fish caught out of Griffin than any other lake. I mean, these guys were finding fish in the middle. I mean, when I say the middle, literally the middle of the lake. Uh, I spoke to JT. We traveled together quite a bit, and we were talking. And he he said he sat in one spot and I pulled down and caught thirty something straight fish and thirty something cast. And that that's pretty impressive for for our for our style of lakes. I mean, that just don't happen a whole lot. Usually got to do a lot of running and gunning, but it just goes to show you. You get that many good anglers on the water, they can lock it and actually teach you something. You know, like myself. But I think they're going to play a huge factor. You know, we were we were trying to get into the Lake Popka deal. That's another that's another high risk, high reward type situation there because it's probably an hour and fifteen minutes or so to to get there. But like like any other Florida lake, there there are giants that live there, and uh, just depending on what they find in practice. But that's also could be a See, Lake Apopka, that, that locks will only hold two boats at a time. Yeah, that Griffin lock so you will can hold up, nine. So, like, that Apopka one could really get jammed up if even a half dozen guys cor- go there. That's correct. That, that is very very true. And, uh, however, you know, I, I think, you know, and I could be wrong, I won't know till I get back, but I think we're going to miss most of that Apopka bite. It's, it's usually going to be done by mid to late February. But you know, you never know. So if you don't know that lake, you're you're probably wasting your time. And and I'm just being honest there. I mean, I've fished a hundred times, and and there's there's only certain areas that hold fish. It seems like for me and most of the locals. So I, I think that uh, there, there's going to be someone willing to gamble that hasn't found anything practice and say, look, if I'm going to go down there, there's supposed to be giant fish live down here, which there are. I'll go try to catch three, you know, you know, if I, if I'm not on anything else, so it, it's a high risk, high reward, but I do think there'll be a fact or a player Griffin, even Oklahoma river. I, I really believe that there'll be a factor. It just takes longer to get there. Okie dokie. Um, for you, maybe not for you, but how do you think, how would you recommend guys practice these lakes? Cause you know, with only three days, you probably can't fish every one of these lakes. You'd probably be foolish to try. So, I mean, I guess obviously you've got to spend some time in Harris and Little Harris, I would think. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is is it, in your mind, do you think focusing in on just a couple of lakes is the better bet? Or do you think guys should try and, like, sample a little bit of, you know, maybe four or five of the lakes before to sort of see where they feel better? Because... Most of the guys, even if they did come down for the open, 
most of them still don't have tons of experience on any of these bodies of water. Right. right. And, and what I believe, I mean, I'm not saying I'm no expert at practicing. I mean, I do what I feel is best, but my opinion, if I had never been to a body of water such as the Harris Chain, my first day there, I would not even pick up a rod. I would ride each lake as much as I could ride, look at, you know, look at the surroundings, look at the shoreline, do a little graphing. And then I would pick the lake that best that suits me, you know, fish my strength. So speak. If you're a power fisherman, you're going to know which lake fits your strength the best. And then I would concentrate on that lake because honestly, this tournament could be won out of any one of them. That's the truth. I mean, people ask me all the time, Hey man, what lake should I concentrate on? You know, people on tour. And I said, I said, you're going to think I'm lying to you. I said, but it can be one out of any of them. And that's the truth. Yeah. So it's I, just whichever one fits your strength better. And I think you're, I, I think you're right to say that it could be one out of any one of them. Cause I mean, you look at that open that, that was there and how, you know, varied the, uh, where guys went and there were, I'm sure that there were guys in that top, 10 or top 12 or whatever who practiced on lakes that some other guys in that top 12 never even saw you know what i mean and correct whether it was whether it paid off i mean i it paid off differently for different guys but there's definitely a lot of variety to be had a lot of miles to be covered down there that's for sure yeah for sure and you know a lot of people as you know you've you've seen the tour a lot of guys like to get away from the crowd that's why I think areas like a pop or up Dock Lawaha, you know, as far as you can go or whatever, they they think they're going to get away from the crowd. But the fact of the matter is there, there's a lot more people thinking the same thing like them. And it's, it's different when you, uh, Jody, when you get to a spot that got, let's say you pull up and you find some fish and, and you feel like that you can catch 17, 18 pounds, if you got it to yourself, when you put five or six guys in there with you, that 17 pounds turns to about eight or nine pounds pretty quick. So you got to, you got to, I think the key to this tournament is having backup spots because it'll fish. There's going to be a lot of areas that fish very small. Um, there'll be a lot of fish there, but there'll be a lot of boats there. So I think multiple, multiple spots is, is how the tournament's going to be won. All right. Well, that would seem to set up, uh, possibly pretty well for you because um, you know uh, probably more spots than anyone when it comes to that those lakes uh, but we'll see right yeah there's there's no secrets anymore but it, what i guess what local knowledge gives you is spots within spots if that makes sense to you you know the little key spots in in the zones and i'm hoping you know i'm hoping that that will pay off for me but i mean you never know i mean it's these guys are good <laughs> Ab- absolutely I think I'm going to flatten Brian Thrift and, and Mark Rose's tires that morning. Yeah, that I'm seems thinking. to be uh, about the only way to stop them, right? Yeah, I tell you what, them guys are on a terror. You know, <laughs> it's 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 pretty pretty amazing. You know, I, I'm fortunate enough I get to I get to room with Brian quite a bit on the road whenever I stay with him and JT. And, you know, you you talk to Brian. Oh no, man! I'll be like catch six pounds, and then I was the, was the first guy I seen at Travis when I weighed in, and I said, "You get him, Brian?" He said, "Yeah." I said, "What do you got?" He goes, "I'm ashamed to say," because he knew we were all going to call him a liar. 
<laughs> he smashed them, man. I mean, it, it's pretty impressive to watch him go to work. He's, you've seen his deck of his boat. I mean, everything is meticulous. He, he's got his ways, and it works for him. And I hope we can slow him down on his chain a little bit. Yeah, he's one of the best in the world, no doubt. And honestly, you know, he I'm not to say he struggles in Florida, but there there are times where it gets like all dialed in on that flipping bite or something like that and he doesn't always catch him. And I tell you what, I worry that he might really catch him in this event. It seems like the kind of place, the kind of deal where he might be able to run a gun and throw a moving bait a little bit and he might really like it, but <laughs> I, you're right. You're exactly right. You know, and he's, he's learned, I'll put it like this. I know for a fact, he's learned Florida a lot better than he has in the past. And he's just an inch away or so from dialing it all in. And you, you can't count him, put it this way. I don't play the fantasy football or fishing, but if I did, he'd, he'd probably be on my list at every tournament we go to. Yeah. I think that'd be a smart move because you can't ever count yeah. him out. That's for sure. No, sir. He's he's a good he's a good fisherman. He's, he's well. Mark Rose is a good fisherman. I can't take nothing from any of them, but well, they they've off to a bang. I can tell you that. That's for sure. So, how about yourself? You've uh you've been fishing the tour two years now, and you started fishing it after really a great season in the southeastern division of the Coast FLW series uh, back in mm-hmm. I guess 2015. How do you mm-hmm. how do you feel your progress has been so far? Where do you think you're at with your career? Well, I'll be honest with you. I I was hoping to do a little better, but but I was I was optimistic. I know the caliber fishermen. I'm not saying that there's not great fishermen in the coast series because there are. In fact, a lot of the tour guys fish it. But I've never been to hardly any of these lakes, you know. And and I knew I had a learning curve, and I knew that I knew that I had to really hunker hunker down and do a lot of work, stay out from daylight to dark on practice days and just try to figure stuff out. As you know, there's, there's people that have connections and that they, they get pretty decent information before they ever show up. I I don't have that yet and and I'm working on it. And I'm not saying I'm wanting someone else to find my fish for me, but a clue, you know, helps out a long ways. If they just give you a zone of the lake that you can go concentrate on because three days, you can't unlock a big body of water in three days unless you just absolutely get lucky and fall into them right off the get go. But I've learned it's invaluable what I've learned so far. I I really see me starting to starting to figure some stuff out. And, uh, my goal, and now I got a a uphill battle, but my goal was to try to make the cup my second year. And I'm not going to give up on it yet. You know, I, I just, I think I'm sitting right around a hundred and points or something right now. You know, a good showing at the Harris chain, you know, at top 10 or so would, would really boost me up there. And then I just, it gives me motivation to keep climbing, but I'm learning every day. I mean, every day, I think that's what you got to do. You know, it's Bill Taylor told me it takes most guys four or five years to get consistent. And, And I'm seeing that now. I just hope that, uh, Obviously, I hope that I can do it before then, and, and we'll see what happens. I'm I'm optimistic. Yeah, I think that four or five years is probably a probably a good barometer because even the guys who are who turn out to be you know really the top end of the sports, you know, like the the Scott Canterburys of the world, the Brian Thrifts. Well, maybe not Brian Thrift. Uh, he's maybe special, but like yeah. Mark, Mark Rose and uh, and Scott Canterbury and guys who are are always in it. Um, it takes them. It takes a little while 
sometimes. And there are guys who jump over from the Coast FLW series who've, you know, had two or three seasons where, you know, they've, you know, maybe threatened for Angler of the Year titles and they've gotten big wins and stuff like that. But you move them to different parts of the country and not everybody's the Johnstons, you know. It takes it takes a lot of guys a few years to acclimate. So I think the fact it absolutely that, does. The fact that I guess you've had the sponsorship support, you've been able to you've been able to take a little time to acclimate and to kind of get your feet under you and improve, that's probably I mean that's a that's a good thing. Yeah, and I think that, well, the sponsorship is the key for me. I mean, because I'm just a poor guy from Lake County that, you know, the average working Joe that works a full-time job and just, you know, I don't really necessarily want to say paycheck to paycheck, but it, it kind of is like that. And uh, I, I struck a deal with our, with the county we live in, Lake County, and uh, it took me two years to get them, you know, and two years of hard work between myself and Adam Sumner, who is on the – tourism board there and i'm lucky because adam's a fisherman and he he gets it and he knows how expensive this sport can be and um i i can't say enough good things are about the hard work that the county has done to promote these events coming up i mean since that since they've been in their positions you know you look at the past few years we, we've done several television shows and got different fishing formats to come there and uh it's it's really helped our economy, and uh, people are starting to recognize that. Look, this is not the Harris chain of old. This this is the real deal. I mean, it was it last week? Yeah, last weekend they had the best pro shop Sig Bass Blast, which is formerly the Oakley tournament. I mean, you had to have it was a ten eleven that won, but there was a couple fish over ten, and probably a dozen or so over eight or nine pounds weigh in, and it took almost five pounds to cut a check every hour. Gosh, that's, a, that's, that's saying, really pretty that's, good. That's saying a lot. That's saying a lot. And then there's going to be the guys, you know, and I know people are going to read this, but it's going to be a parking lot, you know, wherever they release those fish during the Oakley because we had 800 competitors in that tournament. There was a lot of fish released in a certain zone, and people are going to realize <laughs> that, and the guys that have a horrible practice are probably going to camp. I would. Yeah. So I I think that the county is the key to me. You know, with with me continuing to fish the tour, you know, as long as I can uh, do my job for the county and promote them and keep getting events, you know, and I, I want to thank FLW. You know, I stayed on Bill Taylor about it for quite a while, and I think it was the the, the straw that broke the camel's back. I think I said, "Hey, did you see that show Scott and I filmed? Did the Scott Martin show?" I think after he seen that, he finally said, "Yeah, hey, maybe we'll give that a shot." The, the, the light can show out, but I think pound for pound in Florida. And, you know, you're going to get some pretty stiff competition with Okeechobee, the Kissimmee Chain, Istapoga, Seminole. I think there's bigger fish in the Harris Chain than anywhere we go. I really do. You see way more 10-pounders than you do anywhere else. Yeah. Even if you look at Florida trophy catching, it'll it'll show you. Yeah, I mean, the Harris, the Harris Chain, and even, to me, I would probably kind of lump, like, the Kissimmee chain in there where those central Florida lakes seem to have giants, unlike the Northern Florida or the real Southern Florida stuff does like maybe they're, I mean, I don't know if they're the best place to catch like a six pounder, like maybe Okeechobee is, but like to catch a 12, that's where you want to be. It seems like. (laughs) Yeah. And you're exactly right. And 
I have no reason I can tell you why that is. Because you're right, five, six pounders in Okeechobee, even up to eight pounders. There's a lot of eight pounders caught down there. But it, you don't hear of too many fish over 10 pounds. And it's like, it's, that's pretty amazing. St. John's River's got some giants in it. But you just don't hear a lot of them over 10 pounds. Now, you will during the spawn up around Lake George and above, you know, the, all the springs. But, you know, I, I can't explain it. It's not lack of pressure, I can tell you that, because our change, you know, we got to be careful what we do. I told Adam at the county, I said, man, we got all these tournaments, but we got them all in one year, putting a lot of pressure on these lakes. But so far, you know, so far they haven't let me down. I mean, the Oakley tournament or the big bass tournament, I was impressed. I didn't think it was going to be that many fish brought in because we just had the open there, you know, a couple of weeks before. You know, timing's obviously a big deal in Florida during the winter months. You know, if you hit it just right, you can uh, you can wear them out. But you know, if not, it can it can be pretty frugal. It can be tough. I hear you. Um, as far as uh, I guess the last thing I want to ask about is is Seminole because you're you're on it right now. Um, mm-hmm. just from what you've seen, how do you think it's going to set up? How do you think the fishing is going to be this week for the, uh, Costa? Um, I think there's going to be probably 10 people that really sack them good, kind of like normal, but the, the way the weather was setting up the forecast, because the wind's going to be howling, um, and it was going to have a cold front come in the morning of the, the tournament. So you know, they want to spawn. They're trying to they're trying to pull up hard everywhere. I've seen thousands of beds, but you're not seeing that many fish. Well, late yesterday afternoon, I started seeing them pull up, and then we watched the weather this morning, and now that 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 front is kind of stalled. This thing, the first day, could be a slugfest. I'm just going to be honest with you, and I hope I'm one of the ones in the mix because uh, I feel like the first day there's going to be a lot of fit, big fins pulled up to the beds finally. And uh, if you can find Zoom and have it yourself, I think I think you know I think you you could possibly see a thirty pounds back for sure first day. Well, I like the sound of that. Anytime we can get thirty pound bags, I'm there for it. So, I uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I I look forward to that tournament. I know the last time we had a tournament there, I got to I got to cover it, and it was a lot of fun. It was really an interesting place to be at. I'd never seen it before. It's a cool lake, and you know. From what I understand, this Nav- is... navigation is key on this lake. Yeah, big time. <laughs> you gotta know. You gotta know where you're going, or do a lot of idling to be careful, because it's a little tricky out there. Um, Absolutely. You know, one more thing on that. I ran up the Chattahoochee the first day of practice, and uh, I went and you know it's kind of a popular spot. They call it the cornfield. And I was talking to a friend of mine on. Two, he pulled up, and we were talking at the entrance to it and he's telling me last year he goes man last year the shock boat came in here when i was in here and they shocked up their best five with 46 pounds i think he said i'm going wow man that's that's pretty impressive well we just sat there and we're worried how we get out there sometimes if it's slow we're just talking here comes the shock boat we literally watched it shock for a half an hour and they shocked up some of, you know, the best two they showed, because they actually put an article out. There was an eight and a seven, and they, I think they shocked up 60 fish in 30 minutes down this one little 100-yard stretch. And it just goes to show you how many fish are there that just weren't biting at the time. So the big ones are pulling shallow. It's, it's 
I don't know how long that that shock will affect them best. I, I just I don't know, but I'm sure there's going to be two dozen people in there. But I just thought it was kind of ironic. He's talking about last year when he was in there, and then they come in there this year and start shocking. And it didn't take them long. They were scooping big fish up left and right. Yeah, that's wild to see. I've never, I've never been out there and watched it happen. I've shocked like some fish in a stream with a uh, with a group, but I've never, uh, never actually seen seen them roll in while you're on the water. That must be, that must be something else. <laughs> well, it's heartbreaking when you're fixing to go down that bank and fish. It'd be worse than tournament day, I assure you. But it goes to show you you're thinking the right way. <laughs> they are there. You know, they're there. They may not bite all the time, but they were there. You should you should set that up one day to get with one of the local groups that shocked and, and do a day with them. They'll take you as a rider. I think that'd be good information for you. You could do a good story on that. That would be pretty cool. Um, yeah. No doubt. Uh, let's see. So I guess we're going to see we're going to see some good fish uh, down at Seminole. I hope. Well, I'm sure we will, really. And I like the I like that it's kind of you know there's probably going to be fish on beds, but maybe not quite because that time of year is some of the biggest ones of the year. And I think with that, I'm I'm ready to let you go ahead and uh, get out there, practice a little bit more, and uh, then of course you know meeting time and all that jazz because it's the this absolutely is the, this is going to be the biggest FLW event we've ever had on Seminole. I think we've got we've got 214 boats right now with. I think maybe a couple more on the waiting list or something like that. It's a uh, wow. it's a big yeah. one. I've seen about two hundred of them. I, I, you know, from one end of the, you know, from Bainbridge all the way up to Chattahoochee, there's boats everywhere. So it's, I knew there was a lot. I didn't think we were going to get that many, but that's pretty impressive, actually. Yeah, I think a lot of guys are sticking around for that Chickamauga uh, final in the southeastern division because that'll be a right. That'll be a blast and. Man, that division has just pumped out a lot of, not only a lot of great anglers, but just a, the sheer number of anglers is really impressive these last few years. It's been a great place to, you know, watch watch guys fish, that's for sure. Well, well, I'm glad to see it growing. You know, I'm glad to see it, you know, more and more people are, are seeing how good it can be and, and chasing their dreams. You know, it's just like me, you know, I, I couldn't, you know, I, I was a single dad. I had a a son in high school and I couldn't travel. That's why I never tried to qualify for the tour before because I couldn't go nowhere until he graduated and then you know, I moved on. But I'm ready now. Now that I'm an old man, I can get out there and go at it. All righty. Well, uh, Tim, thanks for uh, thanks for the time and best of luck this week. And then, of course, best of luck next week where it starts to starts to really really count uh, down at Harris, <laughs> down at your home lake. And I'll see you there. I appreciate it, Jeremy. Thank you.